We left off the Kuzari last year that he had deflected the arguments of the king about why not to accept the philosopher's position about creation. And basically he says that the philosophers thought on the side they weren't prepared to accept creation as an option and they have that to look for another explanation even though it wasn't more logical. And we have a Messiah, so on the contrary, it makes more sense for us to defend our Messiah than to accept something which isn't necessarily provable any more than what we want to say. This hasn't yet elaborated on the proof of the Messiah. You'll get there later. And that's what the Kazari tells him. I hear the arguments he's saying. And the Imtarikh Chevrosi Imchov, we're going to continue our discussion in Afrika Khalaharisi Atanis Tamasbekos. Then I'm going to ask you for your proofs for the Messiah, which we'll still get to, get to later. But in the meantime, the Kuzari wants to attack, so to speak, a different premise of Yiddishkeit, which also isn't something that's unique to what the Rebula Levi brings here, that the argument the Kuzari makes. This is something which is, you see throughout Chazal, was a taina of the non-Jews against Israel. And that is, how can you understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is so great and therefore so much more exalted, so much above the world, is involved in all the minute details of the world. And the, and the Goyim understood even more than that, Chazal say, that they felt it was a lack of Kovit Shemaim to assume that Hashem, who is the great, uh, so to speak, creator of everything, of all the spiritual worlds, would be interested in little details over here. It's interesting, the Midrash Nehelim says this on the Pasuk, in the Sayyid Hadal, that the Goyim said, Ram al-Kul Goyim Hashem, ala Shemaim That the Goyim are prepared to accept as a creator, but he's Ram. He's way above. Al-Kul Goyim Hashem, ala Shemaim That That's uh, the spheres which interest him. That, and uh, they felt that to say that Hashem is interested in the petty details of this world, so to speak, is a lack of covet. It's a lack of covet for Hashem. It's like showing that you know, his, these small details interest him. And uh, exactly the same time that we saw mentioned in Chazal, the Kuzari is going to act on, and he says like this, How can you understand this idea? Something so big, the creator who creates life and the human being and his nefesh and the angels, who is uplifted and holier, way above our ability to comprehend, if we able to relate to, so how can you understand that a creator who is so great and so exalted is chobar in connects to this creation, which is Meguna Bechumra. It's true that there's a lot of detail in the creation, but it's a very physical, it's a very mundane, so to speak, level of existence. So how can you explain how the Buddha, who's so much greater, connects to uh, a creation which is, so to speak, so far removed from him? We spoke about the Nefesh Chaim a few times, that when Hashem sends something down to the world, it can't come directly from Hashem to this world, because... Uh, the intensity which comes from Hashem is way too much for this world to accept, to be able to receive, and therefore it has to be filtered down to a level that this world can appreciate. But, we're talking about here not that Hashem sends the world, we're talking about Hashem's interest in the world. 
And therefore, why should Hashem be interested in the minute details of what happens in this world? It's true that uh, there's a lot of chachm in the world. It's true. So there's a lot of chachm in the creation of the world. But why would that interest Hashem? But why did he make it? Because it was oh. interesting. Oh, that's his answer. Right. So let's before we see the answer, what's so what, what's the nature of the question? The nature of the question, Ke'ilu, is something of major importance, earth-shattering significance, right? Something like that. Uh, that, that would interest Hashem. Some tiny little detail um, shouldn't interest Hashem. That was the position that the Goyim had. The same position the Kazar is saying over here. Now, the Emesis is wrong for two reasons. He's wrong for two reasons. And Kuzari, the Chavah is going to respond with two, two counter-arguments. Uh, why this, this understanding is not true. <coughs> and that's what he says to him. Amar HaChavah I don't need a lot of explanation to explain to you why you're wrong. So his first reason is... Without, in other words, what it means, I don't need a lot of words to prove you wrong, is I don't have to get into a philosophical discussion with you whether you're right or you're wrong. Because I have a very simple proof that you're wrong. What's the proof that you're wrong? And who's wrong about the king is wrong? Sorry? Who's wrong? The Chavr, the Chacham is telling the king that your assumption is wrong. But I'm not going to discuss that this day, the philosophy of it with you, why you want to explain why in Sparrow you're wrong. I have a very simple proof that you're wrong. What's the proof? You see, Hashem did create all these little things. And if that's the case, obviously he's interested in it. Because if Hashem did create every little detail in the world, so obviously he paid attention to that detail. Why? Because he says, Right? Are you considering the chachm which was made in the creation of an ant as an example of something small and considering seemingly insignificant? Compared to the size of creating a star or creating a solar system, right? Are you going to say that therefore, since you consider the end less significant, that it was made by something other than Hashem? If you're going to say that Hashem isn't interested in little details, if you're going to assume that Hashem doesn't care about small little creations in the world, so then who created them? Who put the attention to exactly what's going to be and how they're going to be created? And therefore, and therefore you want to say, that without getting to this discussion of why would Hashem be so great, be, be interested in something so seemingly so minute and so unimportant, in, in so insignificant, that first, we'll discuss the, the logic why Hashem is interested in a minute. You'll get, that's the second argument. But the first thing he wants to tell him is, uh, you, you see Hashem is interested in it because, you see, he went to the, he went to the trouble to create it. So, what's the Kuzari's answer to that? Amar Kuzari, v'zeom siyach no, it's a natural thing. It's nature. And now, <coughs> this is an argument which we hear again today a lot. It's an autopilot. Right. This is an argument we hear today a lot. And uh, basically, the, exactly what the Chavah is going to say, the Chacham is going to say, right, Kuzari is the way to answer this. Right? Well, you're going to say, creation. Who created everything? Who set up the system? Who put the, the atmosphere in place? Makes the ecosystem run in such a way everything runs smoothly? So we're going to say, HaKadosh Baruch when he created the world, he set it up and he put all the details in place that the system works. What's the other alternative? What's the other alternative? If you ask anybody, they're going to say, no, it's not Hashem, it's nature. It's nature, that's the way nature works. And now how are you going to respond to that? Exactly the way the Chacham does. And that's what the Chacham says to him, Umahu Ateva. What is nature? Why? 
Nature isn't in something which exists and has its own intelligence and can make decisions. We aren't saying nature. There's some other force which can decide and do things. Nature is a name we give to the process we see happening. So you can't go in a circle and say, I see a process happening. What made it happen? Itself. It doesn't make sense. Right? The question is, what made the process happen? So yes, we're giving the process a name. We're calling it nature. What made nature happen? Nature. It doesn't make sense. What is nature? It's the process. It's not the thing which makes the process. I'll give you an example. Let's not use the word nature. Let's use a different example for a physical process we see. It's called a gravity. Right? Things when there's a gravitational pull. So I said, I see gravity works. What makes gravity work? There's a gravity. Said it. But what made the system work? Why is it like that? It's not something which is, which is something external, which has a logic and can decide to do something. It's what we see happening. We give the process we see happening a name. So the Chavah tells the king, you tell me what made the ant. If he says something too insignificant for Hashem to make, what made it? Nature made it. What's nature? Once you see it, you're giving it a name. But that's not something which you can do. It's not a force. Omer Kuzari, Hukayach Me'akoychus. He thinks nature is uh, one, uh, some kind of a force. I don't know what it is. You know, so you can see it's the first point. I don't exactly what it is, but it must be that the scientists do know what nature is. Right? I don't know. And, but there must be some force out there which I do know. Don't be so trusting. We're defining the process, we're calling it nature. God is a philosopher. The gather of nature is just a system we see in place which keeps repeating itself. It's not something haphazard, it's a constant system which keeps repeating itself. We call it nature. But it's not a logic, it's not a dice, it's not something which has its own mind and therefore can do things. And therefore, if that's the case, we come back to what we said before. Right? If nature can't create, nature is a system which is in place. Who creates the system? And you're going to have to come back to the point we said before. Hashem creates a system. If that's the case, the Ghazari's argument, the Ghazari's argument, the Chavah's argument is, I see Hashem's interested in detail. Because if he went to the trouble of, of, of creating the detail, right, so then it must be he's interested in it. <coughs> that's the first part of the argument. Why can't nature create? Why, why can't nature? If you don't say Hashem created all the details, what created them? So the Ghazari says, nature. So I ask the Chavah, what's nature? He says, I don't know, but the Chacham do know. They, they talk about nature. Says the Chacham, they don't know more than we know. It's not something else that they're aware of. What they're calling the process which keeps repeating itself is something natural, which means it's repetitive. Right? As opposed to something which is not repetitive. Something which happens once, obviously, that's not natural. It's not expect, we don't expect it to repeat. It's something unusual, something strange. Not normal for the system. But anything which is going to happen again and again and again, because that's what happens each time you try this experiment, you're going to call it nature. Not because nature is a thing. Just call it repetitive. It's repetitive. Every time you do it, it will happen the same way. Ramchal is talking in a little bit more of a deeper language. Ramchal is magdir. What's the difference between what we call Teva and we call Nes? And Ramchal in Dastrolus, he's magdir like this. He says, the gather of Nes is Hashem's Ratzon once off. Hashem wants something to happen once. That's called the Nes. Teva. There's something Hashem wants to happen the whole time. There isn't something else. There isn't another force involved. Something Hashem wants to happen the whole time, we call it natural, because Hashem always wants to happen, it always will. Nice. Something Hashem doesn't want to happen the whole time. Once it wants this to happen. So something happened which won't happen again. That we call it nice. 
But there isn't another force. It's just either it's a, it's a system Hashem put in place which keeps repeating itself. That's what Hashem wanted. That's what we call Teva. Or it's a system which doesn't have to keep repeating itself. One time something happened which isn't part of a system. For whatever reason, this time Hashem wants something to happen differently to normal. That's what we call Nes. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just a question of how Hashem wants it to happen. There isn't something besides for that. But when Hashem does Nesim, so it shows he's in charge. Because a person doesn't see that when he sees something repeating itself the whole time. Even though the emphasis that's not true. Because, again, it's, a, it's exactly what the Kuzari says, the king says of here. It's a mistake. It's a mistake people make also. They think if there's a system which keeps repeating itself, it's making itself happen. And then therefore, for some reason, that takes Hashem out of the picture. There's no reason to assume that. But just because Hashem wants something to happen each time you do it, so each time you do it, it'll happen. But it's possible. That's because Hashem wants it to happen every time in the same way. Right? There's not a reason to say, therefore, you see it without Hashem. Right? And again, you can only go that route if you can say, you can claim that there's something else. It's not Hashem that made it happen, so something else made it happen. There isn't something else which can make things happen. Nature doesn't explain, isn't a kayak which can do. It's just describing a process that we see. Right? So that's the first point. Now let's go to the second point. The logic of the argument. And that is, if Hashem is so great, why does He care about little details over here? This is bad, sin. This argument, in the, besides with proving, we see Hashem does care about little details, but the argument's a mistake from its inception. It's a philosophical mistake. Why? Because the assumption is that if something's important and big, he only cares about big things. And for somebody big and important to worry about detail, it's so to speak a lack of cover that is, why is he worried about such small details? Right? Maybe the Goyish worldview came from the fact that when you have the king of a country, he's not worried about who's going to you know, clean the streets and who's going to uh, deal with every little detail in the government. He's worried about the major decisions of international importance. So they think, by extension, Hashem has to work the same way. But it's not true. The reason why a person isn't like that is because a person's limited. And if there's only so much a person can do, and if that's the case, I have to do what's the most important things to do, and I'll delegate what's not. But if a person could do everything, then there's no reason he shouldn't. Why should, I to get, why should I delegate somebody else so I can do better myself? Right? And the MS is, we hear a, a remiss to this in the argument between Yisra and Moshe. Yisrael tells Moshe, why are you judging Kaisha by yourself? Get other judges. And Moshe says back to him, because the people are coming to me to ask what Hashem said. And therefore, I know better than anybody else what Hashem said. I heard it from directly. So Yisrael says back to Moshe, look, the, the, separate it. The big things should come to you, the small things should come to somebody else. Right? A big case, say it, understand, has, needs the best judge. But a small case should go to somebody else. And Moshe doesn't accept that. Moshe is not. It's a dover akoshe. The difficult case will come to me. Not the, not the big case. What's the difference? The, the, the importance of the case isn't how much money is at stake. Or what we're arguing about, how, how big an argument is, you know, what's involved in the discussion. That's what Yisrael asked originally. Dover godel, dover akotten. Big thing, a small thing. And it's the same idea. If you're a more important judge, then you take the big cases. A small case, which is about the few shekels, who cares about it? Give it to somebody else. Right? Most of that's not the way to look at it. The way to look at it is the, the point of the halacha here. If it's a straightforward halacha that anybody knows, you're right, it'll go to somebody else. If it's something which is more complicated, that it needs to, that something that needs more of a hachra and halacha, then it'll need to come to me. The size of the din Torah makes no difference. 
If it's a shekel or it's a million dollars, what's the difference? That, that's not the point. But originally, Moshe didn't even want that. The only reason he accepted it is Yusuf told him, you can't do everything. You can't judge everybody. It's too much. Okay, so Moshe Ben is a human being, so we understand he has to delegate. But Hashem doesn't have that problem. Hashem doesn't have that problem. There's no reason he can't do everything. And if that's the case, there's no reason to delegate. There's no reason to delegate. So do, why shouldn't he do everything? Okay, let's go back to and finish with the Midrash Tehillim we started with. The Goyim say, Ramal kul Goyim Hashem, and Hashemayim kavodah. Hashem is so great, he's worried about Shemaim. He's, like, he's worried about you know, solar systems, uh, running the galaxies. Here, this world, is, he's way too busy for that. And what's our answer? Mi Hashem Eleikeinu. Magbihi Lashavis. We're right, you're right. We also, Hashem Eleikeinu is Magbihi Lashavis. He's way above everything else. But, Hamashpili Lirois by Shemaim of Oretz. To worry about Shemaim, he's also looking down for him. He's above that too. So just like he can lower himself, so to speak, nearest for Shemaim, he can also be mashpili nearest for it. As much as he can lower himself to deal with Shemaim, which is also a level underneath him, so the same he can lower himself to deal with this world. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Right? Oh, we, we, why, would, why would, so to speak, so, something like the Kazari says, something so great, be involved in such small details? Why not? Why not? On the contrary, if he's the boy, right, then he's in charge of everything. So he, everything, everything's in his hands. He just takes care of all of it. That's the second point. That's a philosophical argument with the, to the, to the Kazari's question. But even before he gets it, the Chavah says, as we saw beforehand, I can prove it. Hashem, Hashem involved himself in each detail. He created every little thing. So you see already from the proof that uh, Hashem is involved in detail. Hashem isn't just involved in the, the bigger picture of the world. So that's the first point. Hashem, tomorrow we'll carry on. We'll see the, the Hemshech of the argument from this point between us.